Welcome to Divorce Stories with attorney Dennis Vetrano, the show for people that want real answers to real divorce questions from a real divorce lawyer. And now here's your host, attorney Dennis Vetrano. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Divorce Stories, the podcast, episode number 10. And I'm your host, divorce attorney Dennis Vetrano. Uh, as I've always said, listen, if you have any questions you want to hear us answer on the podcast, do not hesitate to send those questions to Divorce Stories Podcast at gmail.com. Once again, Divorce Stories Podcast at gmail.com. So let's get right into it. Here's another burning question, and I get this all the time. And listen, this one is difficult. How do I tell my spouse that I want a divorce? And I'm just going to tell you right out of the gate, there is no right or wrong answer. What I'm going to give you here are just a few tips that I've learned along the way that could be helpful so that it can guide you through the process. Um, so let's start. Let's get right into it. Number one, decide what you want. I mean, when people say they want a divorce, it's always so confusing because there's such a swirl of emotions going on. They're feeling guilty about trying to, you know, asking to split. They're worried about what's going to happen to the kids and what's going to happen to their assets. And, and they're always so apprehensive. There's so much angst around it that sometimes they just kind of, you know, kind of fall back a little bit. But look, you need to decide definitively, and it's going to take some time, and sometimes you'll need the assistance of an individual counselor for yourself or your support group, friends and family you know you can count on, to help you arrive at that determination. Is it going to be a trial separation or is it going to be a divorce? And when I say trial separation, I mean trial separation not just so like it's a divorce with training wheels on it. Or it's like um, a way to spoon feed the news to your spouse that you actually want a divorce. When I say trial separation, I mean a trial separation to step back, clear your head, get a handle on who you are and what you want, and, and really analyze the aspects of your relationship for the two of you to work on to restore the relationship. And again, I'm not telling you to do one, one thing or another. You need to determine what's best for you and really think long and hard about where you're at, divorce or trial separation. Once you decide what you want, then there's a lot of different things you can, you can use to approach the conversation. Number two, carefully choose a setting. Now again, I think the setting really needs to fit what you're seeking to accomplish. So if you say it's divorce, I know that's where I'm at. I know that's where I need to be, and there's no way I'm going to turn back or change my mind. I suggest that conversation takes place a quiet coffee shop outside of, you know, the general realm. You know, not a romantic dinner, not a, not a lakeside uh, getaway vacation. That's, that doesn't send the right message because then you're sending mixed signals. You're choosing the location saying, oh, let's go have dinner at our favorite restaurant where we had, you, you know, we had, where we had romantic dinners in the past together and then talk about a divorce. That's not what you want to do. You want to pick straight to the point, divorce, coffee shop, out of the way, public place, secluded table in the corner, but that's really the message you want to send by choosing that location, that setting. Now, what if it's trial separation? Then maybe, hey, let's get away for the weekend. Let's go to that lake house we visited before, that Airbnb, and let's just, you know, have a weekend together. And that quiet seclusion, um, 
sending the message that's hopeful. Um, you know, looking out over the lake or going out in the in the rowboat to just you know just kind of take in the scene. And that's the opportunity for the two of you to really talk about look. What are the issues? Where are we at? Are we ready to step back, but really work on and analyze our relationship to restore a meaningful, long-lasting marital relationship? Um, Number three, be direct and say what you mean. I think too many times with these circumstances, we feel, again, all of the emotions you would expect. You feel guilt. You feel angst. You're nervous. You're concerned about your kids. And believe me, I've seen it a thousand times and I totally get it. But any conversation of this magnitude, be it trial separation to really work to restore the marital relationship or listen, it's a divorce. We need to accept it and move on and get past it in the best way we can. But either way, these are really important conversations and they need to begin with being direct, being honest, there needs to be clarity and transparency. You don't want any mixed signals, so be certain you're being direct and you're saying exactly what you mean so that you're both on the same page. And while it may seem very painful and very difficult, at the end of the day, I am 100% convinced both you and your spouse will be happy that you addressed it in that manner. Because again, the honesty, clarity, and transparency is the most important thing you can start this conversation with. You also have to keep in mind time and timing, okay? Time to actually think and arrive at that decision because that's a big one to make, okay? Divorce, trial separation. Also, how much time is this conversation going to take? It can't be like when you're both rushing around and you're trying to get the kids' lunches made from the morning and trying to get their backpacks together and you're, hey, you know, hey, Billy, get dressed. We got to get you to school. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, I want a divorce. That can't be the way the conversation takes place. Nor can it be, oh, you know, we're, we're on our way to a ball game at, at 5.30 uh, to pick up your kid or picking your kid up from daycare and it takes place, you know, quickly in, in a course of a short conversation in the car. It needs to be, hey, you know that, you know, you're, you're going to set aside a half an hour, an hour, probably, I mean, in my mind, I would set aside on the outside end two hours to just be able to address and answer any questions. Again, you want to be in a situation where you can take the time necessary to really talk about what we're looking at, okay? Um, and again, I think the timing is important as well. It shouldn't be right before you're rushing out to work. If you know that your husband or wife works long hours and comes home at 6.30 and when they come in the door, they're really stressed out and they're hungry and they're tired at 6.45, you shouldn't be springing this conversation on them. Timing, you need to look for a, a time frame during the day where the two of you, and listen, nobody knows your spouse better than you do. Not your lawyer, not your pastor, not your friend. No one knows your spouse better than you do. So you need to say, hey, I know my husband or wife gets home at 6.30. They have dinner. Let's schedule a time at like 7.30 to go down to the local coffee shop and talk about it then. Um, or even just say, hey, the kids are going to grandma's Saturday morning. I know that Saturday is the time when they've had an opportunity to decompress, and so have I. Again, you can't just think about your spouse. You need to think about yourself as well. Um, where I know I'm going to be calm and thoughtful and have clarity, because this is a very important conversation. You need all three of those um, elements to be present to have this conversation be what I would consider a success. And again, it gets back to 
removing the emotions, in these sorts of circumstances, that is so hard because you've got to remember, there may be a lot of upset with even the reasons why you feel like you're at a point where you need to pursue a divorce. I mean, a lot of these circumstances, when you have these conversations, it can start with, well, you know, because you don't take the garbage out or, you know, because you, you flirted with that, that, um, that guy at work or, you know, you never really helped me with the kids so, or you're never really home. So it shouldn't be, this conversation should not be any you shouldn't have any idea that what you're seeking to accomplish is to, ex- to air any grievances, to explain why all the things they did wrong that caused the relationship to fail, or even to have any, any level of um, interest in getting back at them or exacting any level of mental or emotional revenge. This should be just a nuts and bolts conversation. And sometimes... Your individual counselor can assist you with that. You can do some role-playing with a friend or family member just to make sure you're coming across in a way that the conversation is not going to be accusatory or hyperbolic. Do everything you can to remove all the emotions from the conversation, and that will be a lot harder said than done. But you can practice, you can work with your counselor about it, and you can have your support system friends, family, assist you in, you know, preparing some comments you'd like to make during that conversation so that you're really just getting to the point because that's all we're seeking to accomplish with this conversation. And again, maybe the most important thing you need to determine before you even think about having this conversation is what are the goals? Determine what the goals are that you're seeking to accomplish by having this conversation. Clearly, you want to, and, and listen, in some ways, I'm going to tell you what I think the goals should be. The goals should be discussing and advising, okay? Is it trial separation and work on the relationship? Is it divorce? Um, Whatever it is, talk about the beginnings. You know, okay, I know this is hard, but I've come to the conclusion, and it's been many years I've worked with my counselor. I know we've engaged in marriage counseling. We've spent some time counseling with our pastor, and I'm still just at a point where I know the relationship is over. I'm sorry, but I want a divorce. Again, you're going to have multiple different reactions. You may need to explain some things. There may be some conversation there. And then part and parcel of that will be like the nuts and bolts of how you work through it. You can say things like, you know, I know that we're both, we both love our kids very much. We want to work through this in the best way that we can or the best way that we know how. We need to start talking about a parenting plan. We need to start talking about what we're going to do with the house. Is one person going to stay in the house and buy the other out? Are we going to sell the house? What's going to happen with paying bills? Those sorts of things. And I think maybe the most important goal, and I think this is something people glaze over and they don't see, is that this conversation should be the first in a series of conversations about this topic. You've got to look at this conversation like it's a starting point. Don't look at it like the one conversation I have and we're all done. It's not that. One of the main goals of this conversation is that it formulates the basis for successive conversations so that you can keep the lines of communication open and whatever the determination is, whatever the news is that you have to provide or impart to your spouse, is it that I want a divorce? Is it that you want to work on the relationship and step back a little bit and you know, see how a, a, a short-term you know, separation goes? Whatever it is, you need to have an eye towards 
this is supposed to be the springboard, the beginning of multiple conversations to arrive at an amicable resolution of whatever circumstance it is. Either that you're going to work through the divorce as best you can to preserve uh, your emotional and financial resources, mental and emotional resources and financial resources for yourself and your kids and, and move through that process so you can work together moving forward as best you can or that you say, hey, I need to step back. I know we have problems in our relationship, but here are the things we need to do, and this is the first of many conversations that we can really start working on it together. So there you have it. Again, there's no right or wrong answer as to how to break the news that you want a divorce or you need a a short-term separation to work on the relationship. There's no right or wrong answer on how to do that, but there are some tips that I've learned along the way over my many years in practice that I hope will help you if you if you're at the point where you're worried about it and you don't know which way to turn in terms of starting that conversation or planning for it. Um, and again, thanks everybody for tuning in to episode number 10 of Divorce Stories. Don't forget, we love to hear from you. We'd love to answer your questions on our podcast. And you can send those questions to divorcestoriespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again for tuning in. And by the way, if you have any questions about the divorce, you know you're going to thrust yourself into it. You know, look. Part of your support system is a divorce lawyer. So if you have any questions about divorce in New York State, don't hesitate to visit our website at drvitranolaw.com. There's a lot of interesting information there. And you can also pretty quickly and easily schedule a free confidential consultation. Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. Have a great day.